What it is! How's it going, everybody? Today we're going to be talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier, the new show on Disney Plus just wrapped up from Marvel Studios. We also have a special guest with us as well, so that's going to be a good time. So sit back, relax, grab your snacks, though, real quick, and then, and then sit back. You know what? I messed up the order. Grab the snacks first, then sit down, preferably, and then, and then relax, and listen on to the first ones to die. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the First Ones to Die podcast. We hope you are having an amazing Monday or whatever day you're listening to this on. I am Jonathan. I'm here with Alex and Jerome. How are you both doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Jerome? I'm all right. You know, I got a little bit of a headache, but I'm going to power through. Talk about uh, this this fantastic show. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. And with that exciting energy, how are you, Jonathan? <laughs> I'm, gonna, you know, I'm doing well, be, you know. I got my, uh, what's it called, my audible audition voice on. You know, I, I'm here to read audiobooks uh, about young teen novels. <laughs> okay, well, audiobooks are, are popping right now because, you know, uh, the work is limited. So we're thinking of creative ways to, you know, get the art out. So I've, I've, I've seen a lot of and, like big actors and stuff doing like, um, doing uh, like audiobook, not audiobook narrations, but like um, audio stories, which is really cool. And young adults is actually a pretty popular series with like adults too, as well as teenagers and stuff. So, I mean, technically, you picked some hot topics. You might have wanted to go with like a poetry audiobook or something. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, uh, let's get to our special guest. Of today, we um, have a very special guest in the building, our friend. Um, you haven't seen him on the podcast or heard him on the podcast yet, but this is his debut on our very podcast. It is Kaylin Knowles, our very good friend. Kaylin, how are you doing today? Hello. Yay. I Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, uh, sometimes listener and uh, first time caller. <laughs> that makes us feel real special, Kaylin. <laughs> tell, tell us where you're calling from. Where I'm calling from from, uh, from Linwood, Washington. All right, you know, where and all who, the exciting things happen. And uh, you know, before we uh, before we get too further in, who's the what best song podcast? What's like <laughs> your song request? <laughs> Do you guys have the uh, Super Mario theme by Koji Kondo? You know, we can look that up. Uh, I'm sure that's in the in the record crates here somewhere around here. But before we play uh, no, your I, uh, play your request, big fan. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, before we play your request, uh, who's the best podcast in the land? Uh, the best podcast in the land? Well, it's got to be the first ones to die. All right. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Galen, yes, is our friend, but he's also our old manager from the Science Center. Supervisor, 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 sorry. <laughs> he was our supervisor. Uh, he was one of the people that actually hired us all. I, I brought you all together. 
That's yeah. right. Without me, none of this would exist. <laughs> wow. All right, already on the power a, there's a hard ca- there's a <laughs> that, very possibility. That's my young adult narrating voice. There you go. <laughs> so Jerome, like, you will be writing this origin story of <laughs> Kaylin putting all us together <laughs> and we become the first ones to die. I I am the uh, Nick Fury of the first ones. It's a post-apocalyptic story in which case like all the other ushers don't exist except for Rob and Jasmine. The only other (laughs) guests we've had on this podcast from the same place. (laughs) But like actually for real, like without Kaylin, like the podcast probably wouldn't exist. Oh, there you go. And then also, Kaylin is an amazing artist, too. And in fact, I have one of his original works for all our visual viewers. Yeah. Space egg. That's right. Um, can I plug myself? Go for it. We'll, we'll do away. that at the end okay. if you would like. Let him plug now, okay, Jerome? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to plug it. We have to do things we'll do it with time. Hold on. Come on. I'm talking about his work and stuff. I have a thought that I want to present to you guys, and I want you guys to figure it out. And just going back to the Avengers analog, if if we have Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America, which three of you correspond to those three? Ooh. Iron Man, uh, Thor, and Captain I'm, America. Oh. I'm most likely Thor because I have the weapon tree. <laughs> yeah, but I you're not probably as, like, get into a fight before everybody else. You're not as like funny as Thor, though. You know, man. No, because Thor. No, because <laughs> Thor is like Thor is a Thor is an idiot. Like you're not. You're not. Oh uh, yeah, dumb, sure. Try to spin Alex. That now. Like you're. You're very smart. So Jerome's saying Jerome is Thor. I'll be Thor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. I don't know who I am. I don't have enough. Jonathan, you're Captain America, all right? Yeah, you would be Captain America. I thought that too. <laughs> That's already established. Like, you're too good. And <laughs> yeah, and like, you would totally above both of us. I'd be like, you have the most moral high ground. With stuff. But, but as, as, as we saw in this series, is America ready for a black Captain America? <laughs> I love, yeah, but this series Way said like, it doesn't matter if America's ready or not, there's going to be one. So, <laughs> so okay, it's not, a, you don't get a choice. <laughs> let's get into this. Uh, explain the spoilers. Oh, okay. first, like, right. first of all, like we we should establish we're reviewing Falcon and Winter Soldier, by the way. That's where all this Marvel talk is coming from. <laughs> yes. Honestly, every podcast we have Marvel talk, so it's fine. <laughs> uh but uh also, like for those who don't know, uh like uh you know, who haven't been in our reviews before, we do a non spoilery section where we just talk about our general thoughts and opinions and then we get into spoilers later. So just so you're clear, if you haven't been watching the show, just wanted to let you know that ahead of time. Yes. Um, and if you have, uh, then continue on with us after the spoiler section and we'll dive deep into every single aspect of this television program. Well, the ones we can uh, remember, cause we're not going to do every ones single thing. I, I took some, I took some notes. So There's a lot. I'm going to try. You always take notes. I you always, always have like at least two pages and I don't have that attention. This was only this one This is why page. you're captain of it. This is why you're Captain America, right? There was only Alex, an example. Alex, you're definitely Iron Man, by the way. I know we didn't say it, it, but you're Iron the Man. The dry humor, is that what it is? It's more just the like, you know, like you're you're very, you know, when you have an idea on something, like that is your point on that. And that that's it. There is no else. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> okay. So I what did 
Kaylin, you're our guest. You'll start. What did you think about uh, the show? Uh, hey, um, I really liked it. Um, there were certainly some aspects that uh, I that weren't uh, the best, which I'll get into in the spoiler uh, section. I know this section gets hard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, overall, I, I thought it was a, a, a very, I would describe it as a pleasant entry into the uh, Marvel franchise. Um, I, I really liked, uh, I think... Um, all of the actors whose names I'm all immediately forgetting now that I'm being put on the spot. Uh, I got did, you. I got the IMDB up. So okay. if you need a tag Bucky, team. Bucky and you. Sam Wilson. Those Sebastian guys. Stan and Sebastian Stan. And Anthony Mackle. Anthony Mackle. Anthony Mackle. I'm about to say Mackle. Who the heck is Mackle? It's Mackie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anthony Mackle more. Uh, I thought I thought they were great. Uh, I thought their slowly budding chemistry was terrific. Um, I thought uh, I've, is the second episode spoilers. The second part, uh, Jerome. What did you think of the show? Let's go that now. Yeah, okay. Let's move forward. Also, the way that I review things is I just respond to other people's opinions. I'm, it's very hard for me to just like no. here's what I thought. That's I that's fair. Be a lot I agree or I disagree. In this there, there will be. We'll we'll yeah. get into that. We'll get there. Jerome. We'll get there. Um, baseline. Uh, basically, first of all, I also wanted to read the synopsis real quick because it, it does play into what I thought. Uh, following the events of Avengers Endgame, Sam Wilson slash Falcon and Bucky Barnes slash Winter Soldier team up in a global adventure that tests their abilities and their patience. And I want to say that I I th- I love. Uh, a lot of this show uh, there were a few things i wish they had done a little better but for the most part uh i like this show a lot and following off of that synopsis i think they do a great job of mining every piece of nuance that they can from that premise um like of like both tying it into endgame and uh stuff like that but also uh content like expanding on the marvel universe as a whole and uh also love like a lot of the uh we don't really get too many new characters but some of the ones that we do get i really liked um as far as new actors and and stuff like wyatt russell um and uh yeah i think it's good i do like this a little more than wandavision Uh, i'll get into why in the spoilers um but nonetheless overall decent i think it's a decent show um i'm glad to see it there is rumors there might be season two so if there is one uh, I would be more than happy to watch it. Yeah, for me, I um, was probably on a scale, uh, like a, a grading scale. And I know we grade at the end of the episode, but I'm probably like upper middle. Um, I was definitely entertained at certain points, which is what I love to be when I watch my TV shows. And I was definitely a little bored at certain points, which is something that (laughs) innately happens sometimes when I watch TV shows, even my favorite TV shows. Sometimes I'm just bored at certain points. Uh, But I'd say I was more entertained than I was bored during the show. And that makes a decent television program for me. It makes a decent watching experience. 
Uh, it felt like I was watching more of a like drug crime show than I was a, a Marvel show, which I think kind of made it a little better for me. It made it a little uh, more intriguing and more interesting. I like the aspect that they were, you know, traveling around the world and trying to hunt down these people. So uh, overall, I'd say I I was uh, I enjoyed it um, decently. Mm. How about you, Alex? I got annoyed by a lot of the characters. Um, <laughs> Carter, I felt she wasn't necessary to the plot. Sam needed to grow up a couple times. Um, Sam's right. That's uh, Anthony Mackle's character, right? Ma- Anthony Mackle. You gonna get this name, man's name <laughs> no, right? No, no, it's gonna stay that way just for funsies. His, his, his name, his character's name was Sam, right? Yes, yeah, Sam, Sam Wilson. Right. Yeah. Sam Wilson. Um, yes. Anthony I thought Mackle. he was a little whiny sometimes, uh, and I get why, but it was also like, dude, time and place to ring out your issues. Um, I really like how they started off with Bucky's character and how they presented him at the beginning. But again, it just got a little too childish for the situation they were in. And it's like, people are dying, dude. Like, what is with this frat brother nonsense going on right now? Now is not the time. Um, but overall, I, I enjoyed it. There, Jonathan is right. There were a couple parts that were like, I feel like I could skip this. I'm kind of fully just watching it because I have to talk about it. But if it wasn't, it would probably be something I would just kind of jump past. So there were a few scenes like that. Overall, I thought it was it was quite good. I enjoyed it. I had a few laughs. And I think it's something that you could definitely grow on. And I, again, agree with Jonathan, where, or I'm sorry, Jerome, about the WandaVision. Who said the WandaVision? I did. Yeah. Jerome about the WandaVision. And it just having, it just also felt more kind of, it, st- it felt like it stayed closer to the plot of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It stayed closer to the characters that were developed as Wanda. I felt like they were trying to like introduce who she would become. So they kind of mm-hmm. jumped a character gun, for lack of a better term, with her. And I felt like this really stayed solid to these are these characters. And even the annoying frat boy part, that was who they were in you know, the Captain America and the Civil War movie. And all that. So it's like, okay, it was kind of fitting their childish behavior from time to time. So I thought it was just a good show if you don't if you don't mind the boring parts here and there. But <laughs> yeah, I, th- I would I would recommend it to people. Whenever two characters are like being buttheads to each other, I'm always annoyed by it. But I'm also like, okay, like I get this is going to be like an arc and we have to see that they're being buttheads. And it's always like, okay, like, I get it. Like, can we move along a little faster? But I also <laughs> yeah, recognize like, that like, 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 there's yeah, a reason they're doing that. <laughs> yeah, and I get it. It's supposed to be like that sibling antic of like, oh, I'm insulting you. You're insulting me. But we're not really hurt by it. But like, real siblings also just don't straight up insult each other in the serious moments. Like, you have the serious moment and then afterwards you're like, okay, you're an idiot. All right, you're an idiot. All right, we're good. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, it's like I get the presentation they were trying. They were like they're brothers, you know, in in the in the fight and all that stuff. But at the same time, it was like again, time and place, guys. There's no reason for the Stargate. You're jumping out of a plane right now. Like, 
I mean, it's, 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 it depends on the context. Like, you know, for us, that would be a serious moment. For them, it's like, the, the for them, a serious moment is when they fought an alien and an alien invasion. <laughs> so fighting a few people that are like running a, tr- a, dr- a truck with drugs in it is like Tuesday. Yeah, they're like, they're a like situation know, whatever. Where, any, like, where somebody could die, I just feel like should be taken as a serious moment. I mean, it depends. Like, you know. But we'll get into it. Uh, but, uh, you know, because we're, we're, we're going into the spoilers uh, section. Spoiler section. Uh, <laughs> if you want to continue on with spoilers, which why not? Just for the heck of it. We're going to talk everything um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, so I want to go back to kind of the like comparison between this and WandaVision. Because I was actually in the back of my mind, I was thinking of... of that comparison as well and which one I liked better. I might say that I liked WandaVision a little better just because of that's that's like my my style of show and we could we could talk about this in terms of like the the tone of each of the shows. Um I guess my question would be uh why did you guys like want or this more than WandaVision? Um and what about the tone? Um, made you like this more than we're in the spoiler section right yeah right so i like the beginning of wandavision where it was like going through the tv series that was fun and it also showed like the strength of her powers and stuff but then when i got into the other stuff it was like "Mm, you're kind of jumping a weird character gun i like the beginning of wandavision better than the beginning of this show and i get that it was because it was introducing new characters like john walker it was bringing up older characters like Carter and all this stuff and kind of showing how the government's pulling the strings and stuff like that. But um, in this day and age, we know how the government pulls strings and stuff. It's not a shock. It's like, oh, they're trying to distract us with John Walker. Could have gotten somebody with a better ass. That's all I'm saying. You can't go from Chris Evans to that. Um, I love that on Twitter also. That was the biggest like picture I saw regarding the whole sh- show when he was first introduced. It was just about that. Um, but also then eventually the character development got a little bit better with the winter soldier as compared to WandaVision because most of the characters either ended up dying in WandaVision or it was just Wanda, you know, again, running away from her problems and not really seeking help and, you know, hiding in the dark with children screaming in her head. So it wasn't really a character development. It just showed. She's still running away from her problems. She's not dealing with it. And in the end of, you know, Winter Soldier, you get a more, like, comforting feeling. Like, yeah, there's still a lot to be done and everything. But, like, they feel more like they have a home. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if Wanda in the comics is just a sad character it's, or not. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's it, it comes down to like uh, when we did our WandaVision review, one of my biggest complaints was that WandaVision felt like they wanted to they because they were dealing with someone that they were maybe going to take on a villainous route. They didn't want to push the envelope enough to ask the really big questions that would come with that because you have Wanda enslaving an entire town of people, whether it be you know, an accident or not, once she realizes that it is her doing it, she's not sorry for it. She doesn't apologize. 
and then when she drops the field and goes off, she just leaves. And it's just, and we're mm. just supposed to be like, oh, well, poor Wanda. It's like, poor Wanda, poor these people. They didn't ask for this. <laughs> but the, And the show never feels like it ever really addresses that or talks about it. Maybe they'll do it later. But unfortunately, it's like, I'm judging the show that we have now, not plot points that'll come up at another in another movie. Um, she also imprisoned Agnetha in her own head, too. Right. So, like, she didn't even allow her, like, to, like, be, you know, caught or cuffed or, like... Which Agatha you know, didn't do anything. She, like, I mean, yeah. she antagonized Wanda, but she didn't do anything to harm anybody yeah, else. Agatha, actually, she, she just irritated, but she never actually hurt any of the people that she enslaved. In fact, because she pushed Wanda, she ended up freeing the people. So all she did was just entrap somebody who told her the truth. But... I feel like with this, for me, the reason I like this show better is because this show tackles a lot of issues, whether that be the issues of race in America and what that means for a black man to be Captain America and uh, the government and, uh, you know, not only government, but also like America in general erasing certain black heroes from the Mm -hmm. world and, and using Isaiah Bradley's character to talk about the stuff like the Tuskegee experiments and stuff like that. And then... On the other side, you have Winter Soldier talking about PTSD and, and what it means like when you're a returning soldier and you've killed all these people, maybe for the wrong country or whatever, and the nuance of like how you handled that. like How does one go to normal life after that as if they didn't do anything like super heinous and, and crazy? So it also like, dives into like online extremism or yeah extremism in general as well yeah for which sure. is very relevant right uh relevant right now so they they do they tackle a lot of issues and really like take their time with them and ask the right questions that really challenges the audience and i only know that because i yeah as i've been watching week to week i would watch other people's like reactions to the episodes and we get other people talking about this stuff like on their like in their homes with their families whatever so I feel like this show is the is the show I wish WandaVision had been in that sense of like I wish that that show had also brought up some really tough questions to ask as opposed to just be like, yeah, it's cool we're having fun with superheroes and that's really great and I love the action sequences. At the same time though, I, I want, you know, also my superhero shows, especially at this point when we have right now Invincible's on Jupiter's Legacy is coming out on Netflix. We've got a bunch of other Marvel shows coming behind this one. It's like superhero shows are starting to become a dime a dozen. So you got to start like differentiating like what makes yours something special to watch. And I feel like with Marvel, because they've had all these movies now that have just been popcorn flicks for a lot of them, it is nice to have a Marvel thing, whether that be a show or movie, that is like we're going to do that and more. Kaylin. And not to make this like a WandaVision part two recap, but <laughs> right. did yes, you, did you briefly, I guess your overall thoughts uh, of sure. WandaVision um, and how did watching this compare to that? I, I would say it was a pretty similar experience for me for both of them where I was enjoying it. And then we got to the end and I was just kind of like let down by some things that happened like in WandaVision I just kind of thought Agatha was just kind of like a, like I, I, it was on Twitter. Someone compared when she showed up, she was like, Oh, like this is like, like Disney's channel 
like early 2000s because <laughs> she looks like a villain from a Disney Channel movie. <laughs> she did. <laughs> and I was just she like, oh, like this walk. is right. Yeah. And so like this is it for her. I, and I, I think there is also kind of a. Um, I'm not sure if it comes from the movies or from comics, but I'm always kind of expecting something some bigger revelation impacting the entire Marvel universe. So when that didn't happen with Agatha, I was like, well, okay, but I did really like the kind of emotional wrap up with, with, uh, uh, Wanda and the kind of closure she got. I, I agree. It is like, there's a lot of outside elements for her that didn't really, get get wrapped up but i thought the core emotional story was really good and with this uh it was kind of almost the opposite no that's not true um there was more like uh character storylines that were 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 getting wrapped up in winter and uh winter soldier and Falcon, Captain Falcon, and Captain America and Winter Soldier. Captain America. It becomes at the end. Um, but that was a lot more, uh, that's, this show had characters who were all over the spectrum in terms of good and evil. Mm. Like Agent Carter was like someone who was good and turned bad. Zemo was like someone who was bad, who like kind of turned good for a bit. And then, I don't know if he turned know, good as much as just like the enemy was, of my enemy type thing, where he's just right. like, "Look, you guys are hunting super soldiers, and I hate super soldiers, so we'll work, <laughs> we'll work together." But past that, he I was still someone a bad who guy. was evil. Who then, like, they were able to team up with, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then there was John Walker, who was like trying to be good, but wasn't good. But then was like awkwardly in the last episode, like he and Bucky almost like teamed up. That was really weird. Yeah. That was a weird kind of quote unquote redemption. I felt like his 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 characterization in the rest of the series versus the last episode I thought was really strange. Did that yeah, he he should have been locked up after he brutally like murdered the person on the street like in broad Whoa. daylight. Like I, I I saw a tweet real quick. I saw a tweet um uh, uh that was like oh uh john walker can brutally murder someone in broad daylight but we can't get lizzie mcguire being an adult on disney plus <laughs> for anyone <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know the lizzie mcguire reboot got canceled at disney plus because it, it was going in a direction where it was like too grown or whatever but then mm-hmm. we get this yeah well, I yeah, agree. but Jonathan, how many people do you think uh, you act like the amount of people that are going to watch that Lizzie McGuire show are the same? They're going to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm telling you right now, that's it's not. The numbers are not going to be the same. You'd be, yeah, you're, you'd be surprised. I mean, nowadays, like in the millennial age range, people just watch whatever they find entertaining. Alex, There's how many how many shows in reference to old Disney Channel characters that are going to be Disney Plus exclusives have you watched? I watched the older Disney movies because I never really watched those as that's kids. Not so the that's not the same. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> that's what I've been diving into because I didn't watch them as a child. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of people that are going to watch this 
because this is new as opposed to diving into anything old that's like, hey, we're bringing it back. And it's like, I'm fi- I'm an adult now. I don't really care. Like, look, some hey, people I just do, say, but not as many. I mean, you could say the same for like the superhero films. Oh, sure. As, for sure. Yeah. But I'm just saying kids are <laughs> into the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Kids ain't talking about Lizzie McGuire because they don't know it exists. You don't know what kids are talking. Anyway, um, going back to John Walker, I like understood his character quite quickly. He is a character that was like, um, well, I can do whatever I can because it's basically what I think is right. He's one of those, well, one of those people who, oh, well, I'm going to go as far by whatever means necessary. Those people are really dangerous because they believe they are good. They believe they are morally correct. They believe they are right and they're absolutely wrong. There are guidelines to morals and, you know, goodness and all of that things. And he believed just because he was Captain America, that he was the standing moral morale that, you know, Steve Rogers was. But of course he wasn't because Steve Rogers was really against killing people in broad daylight like that. You know, he liked to go in with a team in the middle of a war. Um, and he, he didn't even like he was he believed he was good because he was Captain America, but he also believed he was good because like the government had put him into that position and mm-hmm. they were supporting his his uh, ideals. And like and honestly, the government supports you so much. You really you're probably a little bit evil. <laughs> if you have so much government support behind you, publicity, like all this stuff going on. There's like a ninety-nine point nine percent chance your 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 intentions over here may, you may believe are good, but the actual intentions that are occurring they're evil. They're they're most likely evil. Well, it's not that he so. wasn't a good person, as opposed to it's just he's a really good soldier, and that's right. But he the, wasn't. Well, the, he went against orders. No, he didn't. Because yeah, that's, he did. He... Because the thing about it is, and this is the thing. This is the didn't one... he murder a diplomat? No, not at yeah, all. He did. He he was like a a very decorated soldier, right? Like no, not at all. But he, <laughs> but it's the thing of like the thing, and this is what I hoped the show would do this because it happened in real life, which is actually kind of funny. Uh, which is that after that episode when he like. Whether he decapitates this, I think he decapitated him, but you don't see because some people think he just <laughs> yeah, bashed he his chest in. I think he decapitated him. Regardless, oh yeah, the uh, I was expecting the next episode where the as far as like the public was concerned, it was going to be fifty fifty because some ha- mm. like one half was going to be like most people where it's like you're Captain America, you just murdered, executed somebody like in the public. And then the other half would be, no, he's Captain America who just killed a terrorist. That's the type of Captain America we need because he's one of the Flag Smashers. He didn't just kill just a random dude. He killed the Flag Smasher. They're terrorists. They've been blowing up buildings and killing GRC people. That's, that's, like, that's fine. And it would start kind of this debate of whether or not he is he's the you know, Captain America that America wants. Because in real life, literally on Twitter, you had people that were like, I don't see what John Wilker did was really that, really that bad. He killed a terrorist. Like, even if he didn't kill Lamar specifically, he was party and her blowing up that building two, two episodes ago. So technically, his hands are not clean. And it's like, that's a that's an interesting question <laughs> to ask. Yeah, because that's that how America is. It shouldn't matter. You should, he shouldn't have been playing executioner. 
And when it, that's what it comes down to. He played executioner. He took laws into his own and hands. And very aggressively and, as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying those people are right. I'm just saying that's that's that would be a really interesting thing to see in a show like this, of like a divided America. Because in reality, that is what it is. Like that's how America really does function. And I think they did kind of do that, but on um, with the key actors, because then you had John Walker who believed this. You had Sam Wilson who was like, no, this fucking dude's crazy. And then you had Bucky who was a little weird in the middle going like, well, he was a very bad guy he killed, but you're right. He shouldn't have done this. But also Bucky has been through so much. He's like, well, I can't really say I have a good high ground because of everything I did. Hmm. But at the same time, I was also under Hydra control. So, like, I think they did it on a very small scale. Mm. They did have yeah. that equivalence of, like, what he did was wrong, what he didn't do was wrong, and then the middle ground where people were like, well, I can see what you're saying, I can see what you're saying, but also, I've done such terrible stuff, like, I can't really pass judgment on this guy, but then Bucky kind of gets, like, a little more with Sam and kind of understands his ideals more and more. And I think that's what we see. That's how, you know, when the season ends or gets closer to the end and he's even willing to accept Sam as Captain America, we see him that like, no matter what, Sam's not going to play executioner. That's the good thing. He's going to follow the rules and he's going to make sure like he shows respect to the shield. It's not a weapon. It's supposed to be a protection a protection symbol. And when he crossed that line of using it as an actual weapon to, I'm going to say he decapitated him. I think he decapitated, decapitated him. I yeah, think it like was he, a decapitation. He, he Mortal Kombat I think he sliced him. the top of his brain off or the head, his head No, off, he took the whole head. I think he took the whole head. He took the whole thing. <laughs> and, you know, he more, he just, yo, Mortal Kombat, he heard the finish him music in the background. <laughs> and then he was just like, ah, just cut his head off. I feel like also why he would anybody go like that? He did what y'all did to me chest. when we played Mortal Kombat. <laughs> First you want to know what he did. Yeah, you want to know what John's talking Jonathan. about? Follow our, you, go to our YouTube channel. We have a video of us playing Mortal Kombat together. <laughs> I like, yeah, I was not prepared for the gruesomeness of the Mortal Kombat game because that, like, that has changed in the last time I played. That was like <laughs> detailing stuff going on. But Mortal Kombat's always been gruesome. Not like that. <laughs> Have you played the newest round? These new graphics. It's oh always been as gruesome as graphics allowed. That's <laughs> a fair point. But going back to the, yeah, like John Walker, I think, yeah, he did a decapitation. Because also, why would you go to the chest? This is like one of the hardest parts to break. I mean, you're a super you're soldier, somebody, so you could probably, I mean, you could probably crack it. I guess so. I don't know. And he did have a voice, I mean, but. at the end of the day, what do you guys think about the acting, though? As Because Wyatt Russell has said that, like, he is glad people did not like John Walker. Because that was his mm. intention, playing that character. So what do you guys I think of he the, was his acting was? Great. Yeah. I, I like, especially, I don't know, they, they would do, I would always be like, God, I really hate this guy. And then they'll, be like, have a scene with, like, his girlfriend or wife his or wife. whoever she was. Yeah. His wife. And just kind of like draw me back and be like, oh, like this guy's a person. <laughs> like he's making right. mistakes, but like he's just, he's a dude. Uh, and uh, I don't know, maybe that's just me being a forgiving person. But like, and I would continue to hate him, but it'd be like, oh, like they are continuing to like round out this character and like develop him. And he was great at showing that. 
Yeah, I thought the unraveling was really good. And I thought the fact that he seemed like a lower budget version of Captain America that really, you know, sold the idea that, okay, no, I'm not supposed to like this dude. I'm supposed to look at him and think Captain America, but like cheaper. So I thought that was really effective. Just like the way you said that, cheaper. Um, (laughs) Another character I kind of disliked was was it was carter yeah she she was, it was boring and she was an overplayed character and i was I'm trying like, to think of who carter was oh sharon carter yeah the blonde one the blonde, yeah who i didn't really see her purpose that much in the story i i get it if captain america was still around because he had a connection with her she has no connection with either of those two people uh, or anybody really in the plot. It's just like, oh no, she's actually a bad guy. Right. And then at the very end, yeah, yeah there's the there's that little teaser at the very end where she's like, yeah, we got access to all this stuff now. Which that one didn't really work because I love that the show's like, oh, you're the power broker. And it's like, and I feel like me and every audience, every other audience member was like, yeah, we figured that out like three episodes ago. But good for you that you think it's like a, a big twist that we, that we don't know yeah, the share card is the power broker. They broken. didn't hide it like very well. And then also she like had that portrayal. Of, when they make evil women characters who are secretly good, they always have this stance where they hold their hands like this as they like walk and be like, yes, I was the bad guy in the end. And it's like. Dude, yeah, we all know your character was literally <laughs> written three movies ago, and I've seen it about twenty-eight other films. I like, knew when even she was, your walk when she called Batrock the Leaper to come like help uh, the Flag Smashers, and then she's sitting in that John Wick office with like <laughs> she, she has video in the background of just of sparks flying from people welding, and I was like, what are you watching? <laughs> what is on the television back there? If you're not evil, you're into some really weird stuff, lady. Because, because only Maybe evil people like have like S- video on where it's it's not even you can't even see what's being cut. It's just the sparks. That's it. <laughs> Maybe it was ASMR. She liked the sound of the blow torch. of grinding metal. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Don't judge things. people. Someone um, else. Someone else I did not like, and <laughs> we don't have to spend too much time on him because he wasn't that relevant. But uh, Lamar, his sidekick, <laughs> Battlestar. Um, yeah, he was like so far up his butt, and I knew he was gonna die. I'm like, you're this, you're not making your own decisions, man. Although I thought it would have been not long for this world. It would have been so funny <laughs> if, like, after John cuts that dude's head off, Lamar was like. Oh, no, John, John, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and John's like. Nope, I'm sorry. I gotta kill you too now. What? It's the only way it's gonna make sense. Because if you're still alive and I just killed this guy for no reason, it, it's not gonna work. Come over. Come here. I'm gonna crack your neck. <laughs> <laughs> like I get his point. It was like, oh, he's killing his friend and his psychic. The you know, this and that. But yeah, his character was like a little weird to me because it's like, did they need to give him somebody to follow him around in his footsteps like that? Uh, it's like, it's well, yeah, a, so he could die and then, he could, <laughs> and then he'd go crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's a 50-50 because on one hand, Lamar is in the comics. Battlestar is like John Walker's best friend. Um, although he's not dead, <laughs> but in the comics. 
but he is in the comics. So well, he's dead in the comics. They didn't just write that in. It totally felt natural. <laughs> I felt like they pulled it right from the comics. <laughs> but I will say the thing about Lamar, though, and uh, I, it, I, Alex, I was uh, cutting together moments from the Justice League review, and I was, I was curious to hear what you had to say about Lamar because he is the guy who you were talking about. Like he's doing exactly what you said to do in that Justice League review, where he is a ride or die. John is clearly unhinged, and Lamar, instead of being like, "No, First John, you're wrong," is just like, "Hey, I'm with you to the end. Hey, we going crazy together? Let's do it. Let's do. It. I'm here." <laughs> First of all, I said nothing about destroying humanity. I specifically said if you need a bash in a car window, I have a. He's the bash weapon. in the car window, dude. He's down yeah, for John. Like if somebody's murdering, there's a line to be drawn. But like again, it's if you lost somebody or if you're going through extreme pain. John Walker's just a little bitch who wanted the super soldier serum. He wanted to be looked and awed at. He wanted to be the like. Captain America, but he wasn't. So all he was was just a whiny brat. You want to talk me. about sad? Is when and like- then he's got this like little puppy dog. They were like those two dudes in high school that would make all those like inappropriate jokes, mm-hmm. and you they would be like, "Oh yeah, nobody wants to hang out with us because you know everybody's scared." No, dude, it's just because you don't shut up. Nobody wants to talk to you because you don't shut up and you're not funny and like you make most likely you're making the racist and sexist joke. You're saying the inner thoughts out loud. And then you got this little one who's just following you around going like saying burn to everything. And it's like, oh, he literally. Yeah, you're like the worst hype man. Unnecessary. And it's like, what the fuck is going on here? No, no. If some actual thing event happened, such as when Superman lost his is going to lose his wife and baby. Then it's a ride or die situation, and then you bring out the flamethrower. For legal purposes, I do not own a flamethrower. <laughs> I'm currently working on one, but I do not own it. <laughs> I just say it. You want to talk about sad though? Is when because uh, I, I figure we're going to talk about them too. When the Dora Milaje show up and they beat John Walker, and he's just sitting there on the ground after. Like I love when she takes the shield too. She's like, "This is mine now." I'm taking this. And her, it's only because her boss is like, give it back. And, you know, come on. And he's just sitting there on the floor. He's just like, they weren't even super soldiers. And they, they beat me up. Lamar, Sam was you a see little that? Bit like, <laughs> Sam was a little bit like, should we help them? Or like, and Bucky's just back there enjoying the show. Like, eh. I would have done what Bucky yeah, would have done. I'd be like, nah, he's got this. He's Captain America. If he can't handle them, I mean, you know, who is he? You know? Bucky, like, lived with them for a long time. He knows what they're capable of. He's just like, mm. Mm-hmm. He's like, nope, 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 nope. I'm not sacrificing myself for that. For the off-brand Captain America. <laughs> He's the great, great value. value. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> great value brand. <laughs> Judge uh, Captain America. Well, real quick, uh, while, while we're running on time, um, what did you got? like, we've talked a lot about a lot of the supporting cast. What do you guys think about Sam and his journey to become Captain America. And then we'll talk about Bucky after that, like his journey as well throughout this. I really love the kind of expansion of Sam's family. And we just got to see like his, his family life and like all that. Uh, That was like a really great character development for him. I thought. Um, His acting was good. The what scene? The cookout scene. 
Oh yeah. That I love like when the Winter Soldier is like holding up his arm and all the kids are. Oh yeah, yeah and they're doing the pull. No, I loved it because it was literally, It's like a little inter- internet thing when you have a really strong white ally. They're either always invited to the cookout or invited to the barbecue, <laughs> and like, like Bucky really showed that he was a strong ally after you know after a while. He was invited to the cookout. He got the good food. Um, <laughs> I. I like like you said, Kaylin, I, I enjoyed that aspect of seeing his family. I really appreciated his arc going from like trying to navigate like civilian life. And I appreciated that scene where they're trying to get the loan and he's like, you haven't made any income in the past however many years because how many times is this addressed in superhero movies? How do these people make money? <laughs> So I appreciated <laughs> that this was finally addressed. I feel like it was a little bit of fan service. I feel like whoever wrote that was like, okay, this is what the fans been saying all this time. Like we have to somehow include a nod to it, but it's, it's absolutely true. And it played into the story well. And then going from that, um, going to um, how him and his relationship with the sister played into things and how that inspired him in a way. And then going to the end, where he has on the Captain America shield on his back and then the wings and everything. It's almost like he's two superheroes in one. And at one point, I almost forgot that, you know, he, like, was basically bestowed the role of Captain America until the end. I guess that's how much I was invested in the story. So I, I thought it was a, a really good arc, and I, I was really invested in in the Falcon's um, overall arc. I... I- I thought his arc was really good. I thought he grew really well. Again, the snarky thing bothered me when they were like together. Sometimes I was like, grow up. This is now not the time. Um, I really liked how they had Sam hand, uh, Sam handled the racial issues in, you know, Falcon and the winter soldier. It felt more real. You know, because uh, unfortunately, I do watch movies that like when they have bring up the racial issues, the person of color is always shocked or something by what's occurring or like, oh, my God, how could they do that? You know, or discovering that Sam was like, yeah, no, I understand why they don't want a black America. Oh, yeah. No, I know why they don't like me. It gave a more realistic feel to his character because I've I know I've felt that in those moments where I'm like, yeah, I'm not shocked why i was getting followed around target i wasn't doing anything like so it kind of gave a more realistic feel and i feel like i was able to connect with his character a little more because it wasn't this overreaction to what is almost you know what is a daily issue in you know people of color's lives so i thought when he was bestowed you know the shield and still having his wings it felt like he was able to keep uh, keep his identity. He wasn't becoming the Captain America of Steve Rogers. He wasn't becoming the Captain America the government wanted. He was still himself, which the Falcon was a big part, and able to hold on to that identity, which felt great. It wasn't that he was becoming, you know, the black Captain America. He was becoming his own Captain America, which I think was a little overlooked at times because they're like, oh yeah, he now we have a black Captain America. But he initially became his own by keeping those wings and by keeping kind of 
parts of his own old costume with him. And I think that stood a lot stronger to me, at least. Um, so I think his development throughout the show was very true and more realistic than a lot of the like superhero movies and shows that I've seen. Or all of a sudden it's like this switch and they're like, oh yeah, no, we have to go fight for this. It's like, no, dude, I've, I've been fighting. <laughs> You're joining now, but like I've, I've been in this fight. Like, let's let's keep going. You can come along. You're good now. Come on. <laughs> so I, I did enjoy his way. Yeah. I, I cackled at the beginning when he's walking down the street and the kid says, hey, it's Black Falcon. My dad <laughs> says your name is Black Falcon. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, so what are you, Black Kid? <laughs> I really appreciated that. Yeah, there was a number of things that I guess I never really thought I would see in like a Disney production mm-hmm. acknowledged, like racism and uh, even like in, in that first season, in the first episode, uh sam and his sister like go and deliver some food to like some houseless people and they're like in a tent encampment that like you know you see all over seattle and it was just like so fascinating to see them being like a helping force towards like these people instead of that just being like set dressing to show like oh like the economy is bad here or something just like oh this is like they're helping them out and that's like a plot point well, even a, like a, a small plot point, but still, no, you're absolutely right. And even like with the real Captain America and the Avengers, once he took off that suit, all he wanted to do was be alone, be in a quiet setting, you know, kind of have the solidarity. When Sam took off his costume, he was like, people are still neat. I can do stuff as Sam Wilson. So that was like a major point showing for like superheroes too. that like, oh, when they remove their costumes, they're no longer the superhero. They're just normal. They just want to sit and chill. But Sam Wilson was like, there's still shit needing to be, to be done. So mm-hmm. I think that was right. What about you, Jerome? What did you think of Sam Wilson? Um, <clears throat> I think he's uh, great in this. Uh, I think I'm glad that Anthony Mackie gets a lot more to do. Because um, in the Marvel movies he's been in so far, he doesn't really have a lot to do. Except be like Steve's <laughs> sidekick and occasionally... Uh, talk smack to bucky <laughs> um so you know he uh he doesn't really get a lot a lot of shine um but here you really get to see him uh both his family life like how he is as a person like who he is as a as a guy because the only only really clue we get into who he is as a person in the movies prior to this is when he was in winter soldier which by the way i love that they use winter soldier music here in this show um, it was a really both a nice callback, but also I love that orchestral, um, a lot of that or- orchestral music that was used in that movie. So that's really cool. Um, but in Winter Soldier is the only time we ever get to see Sam when he's talking about like being part of um, his support group for veterans and running that and stuff like that. So that's like the only real inkling we get into his personality and things that are important to him outside of just being a superhero. And so here we get to really dive into that. We get to dive into his thoughts about the black community. And I also, but I also love about his arc is that you get to see, like, it's, it's not enough that he just has the shield and then he just is Captain America. It's that throughout the story, you see why he deserves to be Captain America. Like what makes him just as good, if not better than Steve Rogers in both personality in his heroics and how he sees other people and you know because like throughout the whole story he is willing to believe that carly is 
deep down a good person because he recognizes her struggle. He just doesn't agree with her methods. And versus like everybody around him, John Walker included and Zemo being like, no, you just got to kill her. Like if you just, you just got to kill her, you got to stop her. And he's like, there's other ways to handle this than just murdering somebody. So I like, and it's, so I love that it, they take the time to expl- to show that. So once he does have the shield and then he gives that great speech at the end of the show that you're like, no, like he is Captain America for real. Like past just the whole being black thing, like as a person, he deserves to have that shield and represent the stars and stripes. Um, so that I, I, I really say, appreciate that. And I will say something after what you just said about like, um, the differences between Captain uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America, and Sam Wilson's Captain America, and him helping, you know, veterans in the first movie. That's the only view we got. What that says about a big difference to his introduction to actually Steve Rogers was Steve Rogers just kept trying to enlist. Steve Rogers wanted to fight for the country, and that's great, and I understand that. Uh, but Sam Wilson was actually willing to help the country. He was willing to help the individuals, the people, you know bringing food to the homeless, you know, speaking on racial inequality, you know, going to vets who have PTSD, maybe not being able to afford, you know, proper healthcare and these support groups would probably be the only way they could, you know, speak about it. So that does actually say a lot to Sam Wilson's character. Steve Rogers wanted to fight for his country, but Sam Wilson was willing to actually help his country from the from the inside mm-hmm. and i think that's yeah i mean that's that's oh. also just something to consider like this was like a six episode you know tv show where they had an opportunity to like show all that i think just to just to stand up for steve rogers <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's fair. like he, there's that that he's doing like therapy with people at the start of uh end game true or after everyone's been snapped away um, so I'm just, you know, well, I've never, I, 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 I still like, haven't watched Endgame. Oh, That's right. Well. <laughs> so you don't know. <laughs> I, I think, I think Steve I Rogers was film. still helping people out after he took his uniform off. Well, but, in fairness, that was also I'm, I'm, after a big traumatic event that honestly, had they destroyed just one of the stones, it wouldn't have happened. So. <laughs> well, yes. Um, uh, uh, what do you, oh, Oh, we're, uh, we might be uh, talking about uh, the same thing. I was, well, I, was just, I, <laughs> I was going to. Well, no, you go ahead. I'm the. Guest. I was going to bring. Ahead. So, I, was this what you were going to bring up? Okay, I was going to bring up Carly because we haven't talked about her at all, except Jerome. You, you just, you, you just mentioned her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what did you think of of the the actor's performance, Aaron Kellyman, um, and her overall arc? And then also just to pile on to that, what do you think about Marvel taking villains who have like a pretty good idea and then just making them kill people to make them villains? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't know, it's, it's with Carly especially, I think because it's, it's different than Killmonger or Thanos because Killmonger has the right idea, but he's like in the sense of like Wakanda should be a helping the world but he wants to commit genocide like his version of that is i want to kill all white people that exist ever (laughs) and then like with thanos it's like i want to help the world because we're you know resources are finite like 
people like that's how you have planets that are suffering from starvation and all this other stuff. If we just eradicate half the galaxy, that'll fix the problem. <laughs> Which a lot of people have even mentioned, like, or using ultimate power, you could just double the resources. <laughs> but, you know, but those guys are thinking on like a super grand scale of like, you know, like the, their mission won't be accomplished like today. That's like something that'll happen mm -hmm. that'll take time to accomplish. Even with Thanos, it takes time to get all the infinity stones because they're all over the galaxy. But uh, for Carly, her mission is. It, an ongoing mission. I mean, heck, we just had, uh, at the time of this recording, the Derek Chauvin trial has just happened. And, uh, like, and, and uh, we're waiting for the sentencing. And the reality, though, is it, within that news, while that is great news and, and justice has been served for George Floyd, there are still countless amounts of black people that are still dying every day due to police brutality. There are still racial injustice in this country and it will not be fixed with this one trial like it's got that's going to take time to change and change the country and so for carly i think the thing about carly that i think they did get right is that and it's where sam is coming from of that like your mission is not flawed but you're trying to uh, like make it happen today by killing a bunch of people and like and solve the problem and that's not how it's going to work it's going to take time it's going to take people working together and changing minds and changing spirits where they fail though is that i do not care about the flag smashers at all <laughs> this whole show <laughs> i did not care about any of the people in that like within this group and they want you to like care about carly and i was like i'm gonna be honest you're well, the it was really character. only it was Right. Well, it was really only um, her, really. Yeah. The other she people, was like the I'm not even sure they had the names. The others don't really have at, names, at, but like, it's just, I just, and it's no shade to Erin Kellyman. I think it's the script. The script doesn't really give her a lot of like, like a lot of moments because there's so many characters. We have to deal with Zemo. We have to deal with Bucky. We have to deal with Falcon. We got to deal with John Walker. We got to, like, there's so many characters. Carter. It's hard to. They could have taken out Carter and focused more. Probably. And so Carly gets the back end, even though she's supposed to be the main villain. She's not around well, a lot. With the whole murdering people, I think they had to have her kill people because that's what people see as morally wrong immediately. Oh, you murdered some mom. Not all people. That's the problem. Um, And <laughs> her idea. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the whole point of the case, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> Her thing was that she wasn't totally wrong on the idea she had you're right it was too massive they didn't have enough people and it was like you need to kind of build but like she wanted you know better things for people she was stealing medicine for people she was stealing this for people and it kind of had they not given into like making her murder people or making the group murder people it would have given the effect of the robin hood you know, the Robin Hood mm -hmm. fact where it's like, oh, steal from the rich, give to the poor. And that would have made, I think, too many people agree with her. So, of course, they have to have the murders. Uh, I think you're right. They didn't give her enough, like, screen time for being, like, the main character. For being the main villain. They could have definitely taken out Carter, focused more on her, focused on the plan she really wanted. And, like maybe shown that like the organization was like bigger than we thought oh There's influences everywhere sorry but it kind of felt what i wanted to mention 
uh, because and I want like because you're talking about her plan, and so I wanted to mention this to get your thoughts on this because apparently originally the plot they did change the plot a bit for her character due to COVID because originally her plan wasn't to like blow up a couple of buildings. It was originally to distribute a virus to hmm. the to eradicate <laughs> half the population of the world back to its lower fifty percent again. That, but of course, because COVID happened, they then changed it to what it is now. So maybe with that being her plan, she would have came off a lot more villainous, and then she wouldn't have had to like blow up buildings and stuff. So that I just wanted to put that out there. That also brings up a good question of like, when do we get back to the virus? Because <laughs> you know, movies and TV love to love to love a good. I mean, virus. we already have like, there's like already when, a romance novel where literally a woman has sex with the uh, personification <gasps> of the coronavirus. No, so I don't think oh, yeah. I think I, there's just enough people without tact enough for that to already be. I don't be made know like who's later. actually writing these books. <laughs> I'm gonna post them to our Instagram. Uh, there's one with. The president's tweets too, the electoral ballots, COVID, and now there's one with the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know who's writing these books. I don't know her name. But why but is she's she? She's a lo- genius. She, she's, I guess she's just doing <laughs> one, what she one, loves. I mean, the one book that got popular, she was. She just said she was bored in her house. You know, she was locked in for COVID, and she was just like, I guess she was horny, and so she was just like, hey, like. <laughs> You know what? Let me write like a a, a a risque novel, but like maybe the girl is sleeping with coronavirus, who's like actually like this green dude who's like super buff and stuff. I'm sorry. Have any of you guys envisioned sleeping with a virus? No. In a human manifestation? I'm trying to not catch any STDs, let alone sleep with a virus. <laughs> I'm just wondering, because like... Is that a normal just, thing? I know my brain's to, wired differently. It's not wired that differently. I'll get back to the uh, show. I feel like you're avoiding the question, Kayla. Uh, He's deflected. That's what it is. That's a quite a big deflection there. If, uh, if go she ahead, Kaylee. If she had wanted to release a virus that killed 50% of the population, that just seems, I mean, that's just Thanos again. I, would we have like been yeah. like... Would we have had the same reaction, or, or not the same reaction, well, but the same kind? I of think it's different motivations. Disinterest though. in her character, where it was just like because it's different motivations. Because Thanos wants to do it because he believes that he is helping the galaxy. She wants to do it for her own personal selfish reasons of like, I just want the world to be back the way it was. It's not so. Why it's not is quite it the same. Selfish. Well, selfish in the sense that like you're willing to kill a g- group of other people. Because the world was better for better you for back then, as opposed to try and like, you know, like Sam is trying to do, try and talk to the GRC to get them to make the world better for everybody, including yourself, is what I mean by it's selfish. In that, like, in your mind, it's better to murder these, these it is easier to kill these people than to try but and be like a freedom. I, I'm 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 with I'm with Kaylin that it's just the same plot and it was selfish of Thanos too. Oh yeah, absolutely. To just absolutely. wanna yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's my thing with my thing with Carly's character, it felt like and I was kind of thinking this in the back of my mind and it kind of came to the forefront um right now. But it kind of felt like her character was maybe written as like 
mid twenties, mid thirties, rather than what she's supposed to be like sixteen, seventeen in the in the show. Yeah, was she supposed to be sixteen? She's so, yeah, they, she's they supposed to, to be her a, as a kid at one point. She's supposed to be like, then what yeah. the hell is she talking about back then? Because she back then was like two thousand. Well, no, she's referring to like <laughs> things were not great. She's no, she's referring to like you didn't watch Endgame. So, <laughs> so, so <laughs> right. in Endgame, uh, spoilers for Endgame, by the way. In Endgame, uh, you know how in, at the end of Infinity War, Thanos succeeds. Yeah. In Endgame, they try to reverse it. But Thanos destroyed the Infinity Stone. So for five years in the Marvel Universe, 50% of the population was just gone. And then after those five years, that's when we have the plot of Endgame where they fix it and bring everybody back. So so she's saying- I've seen enough spoilers. yeah, Yeah, so she's saying for her back then is like in those five years- the, and this is the other thing too. They don't do a good job of establishing what she's exactly mad about until like later at the end of the season, because we don't. Uh, this is the first show Marvel anything really to tackle what happened in those five years, mm-hmm. and so apparently, according to this, the GRC was made, and so they just tried to move on, and then when everybody came back. They just started kicking people out of their current homes because those homes belonged to those people that just came back originally. And so they just start kicking people on their ass and being like, well, too bad. I mean, this person's back now, so you can't stay here anymore. But they didn't have any place for them to go. They just kicked them out and were just like, you're on your own devices. So Carly's argument is they kicked us out of our homes to make room for people that weren't here until now. And that's not fair. Which that seems kind of like, shouldn't there just be a ton of empty buildings <laughs> that they could be putting? <laughs> I these mean, honestly, into? there's a ton of empty buildings now. <laughs> it's true. They, right. That's Sam's exactly. point. Sam is like, y'all could have built, y'all could have built shelters or something. Would, would be, would be filled. Right. <laughs> yeah. In fact, nothing changed other than like, Hey, my neighbors went and turned into dust. I'm gonna go take her home. Like there, yeah. there should have been a well, legal matter about land, that. Landlords would be renting out places to. Well, uh, I'm talking about it's like, all landlords' fault, basically, is what I'm well, saying. Yeah. What about actual <laughs> properties, though? But I, I guess it's the idea that since they're like internationally, they refer to them as like internationally displaced. So when they came back, they weren't necessarily like in their home country, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. So they wouldn't they wouldn't necessarily have the means to like get citizenship or like get a home or whatever. I get I'm 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 going to be like the logistics. That, of it, that's right? what I'm saying. I, I believe people came back right where they just Yeah, at least, oh, they established okay. that in Spider Man so actually. What is internationally Spider Man they established mean? that. Also I mean they don't I yeah. think it was just a, a whole international the whole world was displaced. Well yeah, because it was fifty yeah. percent oh, of the right. whole yeah. population of the of the earth. Not alone the galaxy. So I'm sure there are like people in every country that disappeared in some way, shape, or form. So. Right, because they said billions of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about 50% also, of the Earth, that's at least, they say like the human population is 70, yeah, 7 billion you people. Would, you so. would have been considered dead. Okay, going to logistics of things. There was a YouTuber Ooh, I followed. Let's no, get really into quick. The logistics. There was a YouTuber I followed who. Like something happened and he was considered legally dead. 
it had taken him it had taken him with the US government three years to undead himself in their records. <laughs> and like all I can think about is like, are you telling me in five years the governments got so much better that they were able to undead half the population of the US back into their records? They were ever able to like make everything like legal again? Well, or did these people literally just walk back into their old homes and be like, this is my house. And it's like, dude, show me the papers because I bought this property. Well, I think what illegally. helps is that because in Endgame, they do show a scene where Black Widow is like analyzing who's gone. And this is how we also find out about certain superheroes that are gone, like Peter Parker, Ant-Man, whatever. And she uh, and so and she says, like, yeah, it's been confirmed, like 50 percent of the population. So I think. They do have a list of names before everyone comes back of like who was missing, like for real, for real, and who was like dusted so that when they do come back, it is easier for them to be like, okay, who's on the list? Is this you? Okay, that's you. Okay, we're just going to, we, we understand. We're just going to give you all these credentials. You're back in the land of the living. Congratulations. As opposed to like, if someone is declared dead, but you're unsure and you have to clarify like their identity and make sure it's them and then check social security stuff. You know, you know what I mean? But you can't also be certain that they were just dusted away because like kidnapping occurs a lot. Well, yeah. And also Scott Lang technically so like, wasn't dusted. Di- he was just in another dimension. <laughs> he so. was like, yeah. So like they're clearly already there. There's flaws in their record. I'm just saying that I, the way it, the argument was presented. Yeah. We were kicked out of our homes was like mm, it's it's flopped it, it's like, flimsy at best it is flimsy. not well done i'm gonna be honest they need they should do like a Mar- marvel on disney plus should put out like a little video or something or like a like a short film that explains what happened because <laughs> they're if they're gonna make that a plot point going forward for other stuff we need to know that information because the w- yeah. yeah, with just like regular people, with like regular right. people, no superheroes, like like you and me. Okay, you disappeared. I didn't. What did I do? What happened to you? Blah blah blah. Right. Wait, and also really quick. So she's let's say she's sixteen. This all happened two years ago. She was fourteen. So when everybody got dusted, she was nine. She had five years of like a happy life, and then she got kicked out and sad, and then she decides to become a supervillain for two years. That's also like a That's true. bit of she- like <laughs> stupid too, honestly. Because like, well, she's an irrational one, teenager. I'm sorry. You know, I'm, what happens? No, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe it's just me because I've been through a lot. But I'm like one traumatic event, and then you're trying to kill half the population again. Like again, like one traumatic event. <laughs> How good was your life previous? <laughs> that just like. <laughs> This occurring is like, well, now I'm going to go start a whole terrorist organization group, cause all this destruction, cause all these problems, threaten a virus, steal some stuff. And like, well, I, I think, I think it was a little, she was a little more international thinking because their whole thing was like no borders, one, one world, one people. Mm. So like the, like the earth came together in those five years. So then when everyone came back. It kind of returned to to, to the way things That's, had yeah, been. Yeah, I think that is true. And there wasn't yeah. that kind of togetherness. 
Which that's, I mean, we haven't seen any like examples of that. Yeah, Yeah. which I was like, that's some white privilege thing to think the world can come together like that. Well, it did. And like, in this world, it did come together, like in those five years. So it's not like it's it's a dream, it like it happened. Yeah, but again, they focus more on like the US part. No, she's not for like, she for her. The GRC is like a a council made up of people from all over the world. Like no, I'm talking about like in end games and everything like that. It's more focused on the oh, US, not such a global scale. Yeah, she's yeah, talking yeah. global scale. But like, I have a hard time believing every country in the world, every continent with every country was able to come together. Because fifty percent of the population was gone. That's because there's no video we explaining it, and they should have put we that out. We're literally <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic. People like millions of people. Millions of people have already died, and our country alone can't get their shit together. Man, I, Jerome, you've really this whole conversation is really yeah. I want like a TV show mm-hmm. about like. A family like what hap- what was happening with them in that five year span? Apparently, it was like right. what was going on. What happened when stuff started coming back? So fifty percent of the population's gone. Does that mean I get to walk in Target without being followed? <laughs> Is that how the world's coming together? I think. Do I not get shady looks at Fred Meyer? World anymore? coming together financially. All right, racist is good. Racism isn't going to be abolished because fifty percent of the world's gone. Because they'll probably just be like, the "See, this is what it's happens. The same, it's the black no, people that did this to crap. us." <laughs> Those people say, "Well, I want the way like women were back in the fifties." Like, really? Because like <laughs> you had to be financially responsible for an entire household. I get to be at home. Yeah, I got to take care of the kids and like stuff. But like, that's on all on you. You Would show Target still home be open? Huh? With 50% profit? <laughs> oh, yeah. Target will, will be open. <laughs> Target will be the last thing You know what will also be open? Arby's. Arby's will last. <laughs> How is Arby's through five world still wars. in existence? Because they got Vince uh, Ving Rames to do their commercials. And that man's voice, you know, I can trust anything he says. <laughs> if he says Arby sandwiches lie, are good, I, I mean, I haven't had an Arby sandwich in a There's decade. There's something in but, just the tone of his voice, yeah. <laughs> but if he, if that no, man says they're good, dang fingers. it, I'll, I'll believe him. I'll believe. Him. Did half of Arby's disappear? <laughs> no, not buildings. <laughs> no, because there's just, always just two just, people working at uh, Arby's, so one person is just gone. <laughs> um, I real quick before because we're, uh, we're um, you know running on, on yeah, time, we're so time. I wanted to real quick talk about Bucky a bit because he's the other person who's credited as a part of the show so uh kaylin you can start really really what, quick what about bucky? before we before we get to bucky uh <laughs> what do what do we think about sam's new suit i i think the shoulders are a bit too big there's too much padding but other than that <laughs> yeah. though i like the look of the suit although the and also the head guard is i don't know if it's because it's anthony mackie's face he has a very slender face so maybe it just needs to be yeah, a little uh tighter to his face it just looks like it puffs out his cheeks a bit um, mm. But other than that, I think though, they were trying I, really I like hard to good. stay close to what was presented in the comics. It does look like the comic like with the with the big unnecessary puffy chest, and it's like standing like this. It's like you you know that's gonna cause like tension mm-hmm. and like heart hurt your tendons and stuff. Yeah. And it's like you need to like lower those shoulders a little bit. When when it was like revealed that the suit had come from Wakanda, I was expecting something 
Wakandan? More not, elaborate. Yeah, or or maybe even more simple, just like almost like a bird designer. I don't know. That sounds dumb when I say it out loud. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I, w- I was expecting something more in line with like Black Panther's costume. Mm. That's just very like streamlined mm. and simple. Yeah. I was expecting a but, little more like point. style. None of the frills. Mm. Anyway, uh, Bucky. <laughs> yes, Bucky. Oh, wait, one more thing about, about Falcon <laughs> is Falcon. I love that uh, when it's revealed he has a sister and his kids are like, Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam. I was like, "It's he's Uncle oh. Sam. Oh, I never caught that. That's funny. <laughs> he's America's Uncle Sam. I love that Bucky Bucky does what every, <laughs> oh my gosh, what every yeah. dude rival does when he meets his sister. Where he's like, hey, hey, watch this. How you doing? <laughs> and Sam immediately is like, hold up. What? Hey. Hey, what do you think you're doing? What do you think you're doing? Well, you wouldn't want your friends flirting with No, and, but that's like the thing you do. Just like mess with your friend. <laughs> just flirt with his sister. Anyway, I enjoyed Bucky's character. I liked him. I liked that they started him off with like getting care and therapy. And I also liked that he like was openly admitted like, yeah, I'm still like really far from being okay. Um, I do enjoy how he... He, they they really presented him as a good white ally. He didn't step over racial issues with Sam. And at times when he did, he quickly remembered like, oh yeah, this is a, the fight I need to be in front of. And even at the end, admitting when he gave uh, the F- Falcon Captain America shield, he was like, look, I, yeah, I'm from a different time, but I'm in this time now and I need to change my way of thinking. He's like, I'm sorry, this is rightfully yours. This is oh, should be owned by you. Um, Sebastian Stan, super attractive. <laughs> Been seeing him all over my TikTok and social media now. And he's a gorgeous man. <laughs> and that's pretty much all I had to say. But I do think they actually wrote Bucky really well. And I was a little surprised at that, honestly. Because his character... The way they kind of made him in like Infinity Wars and all that was very jokey. They kind of jumped past like his issues and suddenly he was back to being Captain America's best friend, you know, and like fighting alongside him and all this stuff. And it's like, of course, the end fight, you know, was a little more serious, but like, it's like he jumped back and suddenly all his issues from Winter Soldier were like gone. And it was like, no, wait a moment. You were trying to kill him like. Five minutes ago, one movie ago, and now you're like squeezing peaches with your metal arm. What is going on? That was a thing that occurred that point got pointed out a lot on social media. So I think this time around, they gave him more of a proper transition into the end character he became, mm. which I felt was you know ne- necessary to see because just like just like Wanda, he has been tortured he has been experimented on and unlike wanda they gave him the ability to start working through his issues and allowing him to be like i'm far from okay but like i'm gonna keep trying because that's all i can do Mm. so i think the arc they gave him the development they had and you know the ally he was be able to become with sam without jumping into a sidekick role was a great way to establish their relationship. They weren't, super, you know, superhero psychic. They they weren't exactly partners either. 
they were definitely friends and they were definitely working together in collaboration, but they were able to keep them separate as their own individual, like superheroes. I think that worked out really well in the end for each character. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, usually with these like buddy type uh, adventures, usually there's one that's maybe more animated and, and lively. And then there's another that's just the stick in the mud, not that like sulky. Yeah. The stick in the mud. And I feel like he didn't fall into that trap. It was just, it was towing the line just enough. I feel like, but he was also dynamic in the sense that, you know, he had something that um, he cared about as well. Also, I want to mention that in the first episode, he goes on um, that date and uh, he when she's like talking about like, what was she talking about? She's like talking about death and all this depressing stuff and he just walks away. Not going to lie, would have done the same thing. Why are you going to talk about all this like depressing stuff with death and everything? On a first date, that's something that just stuck out. You to me see why she don't get a lot of. You see why she's still single. We <laughs> <Just like laughs> <laughs> don't come back to her. Uh, he ain't got no man. <laughs> yeah, I I also really liked uh, his arc as someone who just very recently rewatched like the Captain America movies and then Infinity War and Endgame. There's not a lot of character development that he gets like he just disappears at the end of winter soldier and then gets frozen at the end of civil war uh so that that was cool to have that scene in this show where you see him kind of breaking the the uh, code words Mm. uh and like you get to see that he's when he, he realizes that he's free of it yeah that you actually really get to see actually scene. more of his skill than you did in the other one. Four is more mm. about the power of the arm and, you know, how he could use it and how he could fight. But now it's like, oh, you actually have other skills. You can you can do right. more. You're actually a very talented individual. Mm. You're not just a pretty yeah. face. And I like that uh, his the, uh, the uh, Wakandan special forces. The Dora Milaje. The date. Dora Milaje could just like boop boop boop, and his arm just. Like, I love that. Out. I love that he looked at her like with the betray, like the betrayal. <laughs> you didn't tell me you could do that. <laughs> Why would you do that to me? You know I I love my left hand. <laughs> I um, also Alex to speak to your. Uh, I like their banter between Bucky and Sam, and their relationship mostly because it reminds me of uh, some of my favorite moments in the old Justice League cartoons. Is when, like, for example, there's a uh, in the episode when Shazam or uh, Captain Marvel is introduced in that show, Batman and Superman are talking about it and they're like fighting crime. They're like fighting like this, like these bad guys, and they're just having this casual conversation about, so what do you think about Shazam? Punch, punch, punch. Oh, I think he's, you know, I think he's a good guy. Crack knuckles. Like, like, I'm just like, you guys are fighting crime. You're just having a casual conversation. Like, you're not trying to save the city right now. And so I, I love that. I, I always think that's kind of fun when it's like for superheroes, they're like, yeah, I, at this point, I've been doing it so long. I can just have a conversation or tell jokes mm. like while I'm doing it. Like I can yeah, I can do two things like at once. Having a business conversation like, oh, how's this new superhero working out? Oh, yeah, he's OK. Performance levels and all that stuff. There's another thing where they're just straight up insulting each other. And it's like, 
focus. But I, I like that. It <laughs> shows because I would rather them have personality than to just like it, even if it's wrongfully timed, as opposed to ha- being super wooden. Because that's a, called a DC movie. We have those, <laughs> and they're not as fun that's to watch. Fair. Like so, I, I, I will. I'll take it. Um, but I, I like Bucky in this. I think he is great. I think he's got a lot of personality, but at the same time, he's a lot of pathos. And, and like you said, Alex, he recognizes that, like, because a lot of people on Twitter were talking about, why doesn't Bucky get the shield? Like, because in the comics, he's been Captain America, too. Um, yeah. But even then, even both in the comics and in this, Bucky acknowledges, like, I'm not the right person to have the shield. Like, I've been, I've done a lot in my past. And if I have the shield, it's the shield's kind of tainted if I hold it. Mm-hmm. Um, it should go to someone who's more, more is on Steve Rogers' level of someone who is just a good person and has done nothing but good and in it, their life. It's, like, more culturally important. Right for Sam to have Right. It. And so, um, so I, I thought I like that. I do like that. Yeah. Sam does, or, uh, Bucky does acknowledge the racial aspects of the shield where he's like, Hey, when me and Steve came up with this, we did not think about being black and having this shield. And especially in America's relationship to black people. So, uh, he's, and he apologizes. And I'm like, that's, that's a really important scene. That's a very mature scene to put in something like yeah. this. So I appreciate I'm really it. happy that Disney actually, I don't know if they allowed it or if it was just like, we're going to put it in. Um, because there are so many shows and things like that where they side glance the racial issues that was occurring. Even though they presented it, they, you, they're they aware of it. The audience knows it. They've shown the audience evidence and stuff. They're like, you deserve this. Why? You know why. And then it's just that like, feel good moment where no words are spoken but you understand i really thought it was it was great when bucky was willing to verbally admit you know his thoughts of like yeah i i didn't think we never thought this would be the way it is we didn't think about the racial implications of anything like that and it was also this assumption too that i underlined thought was kind of cute was that bucky really thought steve would have this forever that it would be him, him and Steve. So it was also that like, we didn't have to think about it. It was Steve Rogers was going to be Captain America always. And, you know, I was going to be his partner and he was going to be mine. But then when they were separated, he also had to let go of the idea that Steve was no longer around. Once the shield fell into hands that it was appropriate for and that like somebody who could properly represent the shield as well, that meant the Captain America, Steve Rogers, was really gone. Mm. And I think that was another issue that Bucky had to accept to give Sam the shield as well. Because he kept saying, we didn't think about this. We didn't, you know, go forward with this. But it's a no longer a we issue. He, Bucky's like, I now see what's going on. And like, I know you should have the shield. And I think that transition into language, the transition in language as well, really showed that he was willing to finally accept that Steve was gone from his life and he had to move forward as well. Yep. That's yeah. a, that's a good point. Um, so yeah, by the way, uh, we people, we're not going to hit Zemo our... cause we have like, there's, there's, there's a lot of kids to talk <laughs> about. Like, we're, we, we've got to uh, cut this off at some point. Like we can, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so if yes, that is a comment we have, my gotten. only quick thing about Zemo, Zemo's <laughs> awesome. 
Zemo's great. Daniel Brule does a fantastic yeah. job. Hope to see him in more stuff. There we go. <laughs> Anybody we go. else want to say Zemo quick words now. about Zemo? Let's let's say let's say our quick ratings and um, yeah, let's say our quick ratings and reasons why. Uh, who wants to go first? You're I'll right. go first. Uh, this is an A plus for me. I think they do a fantastic job here. They talk about a lot of racial issues at the same time. They balance it out with some really good action. I mean, some hella good action for a superhero show. The budget is yeah. there, so a lot of the effects look great, and uh, all the characters really do a fantastic job. Uh, I think they could have done better with Carly, for sure. Um, Sharon Carter didn't need to be here. <laughs> so, And it's a shame because they're the two <laughs> female characters. So it's, it feels like you're ragging on the only two female characters. But at the same... Well, that's why they were there is because they were females and they needed females. Yeah, but it's just, you know, I, I, I'm sorry to say it's not really their fault. I think Emily Van Camp and... Uh, what'd you say your name was, Jonathan? Uh uh, uh Aaron Kellyman. Aaron, Aaron Kellyman. I'm sure they do a great job with what they're given. It's just they're not given a lot of time in the script because there's just way too many characters in the show that they're trying to tackle and a lot of topics they're trying to tackle and they don't really have time. Um they don't use it very well. I really wish they had put out like some extra stuff with some information about the five years that passed in Endgame before we had this show. But it being what is what it is. I like what we've gotten so far. It gets me excited for Loki coming out in like the next few months. So I'm 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 liking the Marvel shows so far. They've they haven't disappointed yet. So I'm excited for the rest going forward. All right, what about, How about you, Kaylee? You, Kaylee? Uh, I I give it a nice. This is like a a grade grade out of like out of school. <laughs> School yes, grades. We do school uh, grades here. Yes. There's nothing um, more we love more. <laughs> There's nothing we love more than going back to our our elementary school, <laughs> high school, middle back school. Back when days. nap time anyway, was a part of the grade. day instead of just a privilege you can I, get. <laughs> I've never had get, nap time at the school I went to. I feel like I got gypped a lot, but go on, Kayla. I give it a really solid A. Uh, it was, yeah, uh, the fight scenes were really good, which is something I'm always appreciative to see in uh, an action superhero movie. And, what, and I mean, like fight scenes, like when they, like that fight between uh, Bucky and Sam and um, John Walker, foe Captain America. Yeah. That was that, that was, was a good great, scene. great fight. That whole ep- that was my favorite episode. Yeah. Uh, I really liked Zemo uh, in Civil War. I was like, I don't really, I don't care about this character a lot, but I was really charmed by him in this. Uh, I um, I really liked everyone's acting. Um, yeah, I'm excited about the future of the Marvel Universe. Oh, and boy, I really did not ever think I would see uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, oh, yeah. We yeah. didn't mention her, but yeah. <laughs> that was a that wonderful was, yeah, surprise. Was... <laughs> Although it did seem she just... like she stepped out of, like, superhero land into, like, this more, like, reality-based show when she had, like, this streak, the streak of, of color purple in her hair. hair. It's just like right. fast talking. <laughs> popped in, said a monologue, left, and then popped right. in again for one more scene. And then <laughs> apparently, her character was supposed to. The reason she walks she walks in that way is because she was supposed to be introduced in Black Widow, which was supposed to come out before this. Mm. So you were gonna know who. Oh, so they need. Yeah, the you were gonna know who that character was beforehand, but unfortunately, this is her introduction. So maybe we'll see more of her in Black Widow, and it'll make more sense why hmm. she is the way she is. 
I mean, I feel like they don't need the context. It's great the way she just talks. In. She <laughs> yeah. like owns the room. She's like, yes, I'm here. Doesn't it's matter who I am. I'm here. Just that's all you need to know. <laughs> Alex, how about your rating? Um, I am going to actually give this like a B. I think they. I really love the acting, and I love you know the racial issues they touched on and how they handled it. Uh, my main problem was like with you guys have been with the villains. I think they didn't make the villains villainous enough, and f- instead they focused so much on this character Carter that nobody even really wanted, and the main <laughs> villain was like left in the dust. And it's just like, well, like there's more evil people. Like we, there's there's more bigger issues. Than like a double traitor. There's always double traitors in like the government. Like that's nothing new. Like sixteen year old like going rogue. That's more fun for me. Um, I feel like they didn't have. They had such a goal in mind for what they wanted the two main characters to develop, and I think that was great. And I think they really did go with it, and they were able to have the characters reach that uh reach that end that they wanted them to reach with Bucky and Falcon their relationship and the characters and the individuality but they ended up losing so much of that supporting cast characters that I mean we started the whole podcast starting with I don't like this person I don't like this person I don't like this person (laughs) um and it was just like sometimes the supporting cast can make such a difference and I think this is one of those instances because Falcon and uh, the Winter Soldier are so there. There's, you know, they've had such a difficult time for different reasons. And then as Sam and Bucky, they're living such several lives, but so connected and having the various supporting casts and the way they treat them shows a lot, but they didn't have that differences when it was time to be presented. And I think they just missed on that, like um, with Kara, Carly, 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 Carly. Uh, the way she went so much for, you know, Sam, but we saw no interaction with Bucky. We didn't see how the difference would really be and why Bucky was just like, ah, she, she just needs to go as versus Sam, who kind of understands. Yeah, I want to help the people. I want to do this. I get her goal, but also how wrong it is. And we didn't see Bucky have that interaction with her to develop like, oh, yeah, I know her goals, but she's still bad. You know, I think just a lot of things were left out. But all around, it was a really good show. I wasn't such a fan of the first couple episodes, but they ended strong and really great. And I would definitely recommend it to people. And you, Jonathan? Yes. Um, Like I said at the beginning, I'm I'm. uh... A high mid-level, so I'm going to also have to say B as well. With any, especially I feel like with a series, um, with any superhero-related thing, uh, you're going to start here with me, like mid-level, and then either go up or down. So for, for me... C be I, mid-level real quick? Right. It, th- exactly. That's where I started when I watched, when I started watching, and then I went up. So I, <laughs> I I went up to a B. Um, I really liked the uh, the a- all the aspects that brought in um, so much of today into the show. Uh, like we talked about, like the aspect of race, um, 
mental health, uh, extremism, all that stuff. And, um, but like we said, some of the character stuff, um, I, I thought they should have maybe, I really liked the, the actor Aaron Kellyman, but I feel like maybe um, her character would have served a little better if she were a little older. Uh, even though it's cool, the idea of like having a villain who is like trying to like kill all these people and she's like 16 years old, but it didn't quite click to me. Um, I, I did like some of Anthony Mackie's lines um, that I actually wrote down, um, including when he's talking to Bucky, he said, you and your overextended life are not going to come here and tell me about my rights. I also liked the line in the last episode where he said, boy, you just earned this ass whooping. That, when that line was, I was like, boy, all right, he's black Captain America now because only a black man would say that shit. <laughs> For real. Only a black man would be like, oh, oh, oh. like it's like, would just give him the side. I just, you know, he did him one of those. <laughs> I feel like that's Sam. He was like, I was like, all right. Yeah, that is Sam. <laughs> so I appreciated all that. Um, like I also said at the beginning, uh, there were some points where I was just like into it. I was like, ooh, where's this going to go next? And there were some points where I was a little indifferent, a little bored, but that's all right. Um, I think that's the case with a lot of with a lot of things. You're not going to be like hooked in the entire time for six episodes straight at all 50 minutes. Um, but yeah, that's 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 my opinion. And those are our opinions. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much, Kaylin, for joining us again. We really appreciate it. All right, Kaylin, now, let, let, let rip all the plugs right now. All the books, all the comics, go. <laughs> okay, yes. okay. Yeah, yeah, go I've, got a, I've got a comic, a comic going on at Stick Forms. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, that's updated every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, you can check out my Instagram at Kaylin Knowles, K-A-L-E-N-K-N-O-W-L-E-S, just like Beyonce. Uh, you can check out uh, other comics I made at Octal Press. That's O C T A L. Um, I do have a comic book podcast that has not been updated for over a year and a half. <laughs> maybe <laughs> but it's it time. Is called it's called Issue at, the Issue at Hand, or maybe just Issue at Hand. I think it's the Issue at Hand. Uh, we'll post a correct I, spelling. <laughs> yes, I am also uh, sometimes guest on a. Uh, movie podcast called Spoiled Again, where we look at uh, two movies uh, that are part of the same subgenre of film, usually a good one and a bad one, such as man gets turned into animal <laughs> and has to deal with his family or something like that. Um, <laughs> and I think that's it. Uh, yeah, like the shaggy I will not be. You should do the zombie. That's the first one. movie that came into my into my. You I think it was the shaggy zombie. dog and that darn cat. You should do a zombie section, a zombie one, and then watch a zombie zombie verse. Zombie verse. Zombie verse. Zombie verse. Yes. Zombie. That was a waste of my life, <laughs> but it was super entertaining. That's how I feel about well, oh, wow. except for the entertaining part. That's how I feel about Wolves on Wheels, which is a werewolf movie. <laughs> Wolves and uh, it's about a bunch of bikers who become werewolves, and it sucks. Don't watch it. I think, other than the Howling and Werewolf in London, I don't think there was any ever good werewolf movies. There recently, there is I one that's been recent. I forget what the title about, of it, uh, and uh, I heard it's really good. 
I'll, I'll let you know when I find Shoot. out. I'm clearly yeah, it wasn't good enough that neither of you could. <laughs> oh, remember. I don't remember because it was like an indie uh, film, so it was like not on my radar till like a couple of days ago. And then I was like, someone told me to watch it, and I was like, all right, you have to remind me. <laughs> and if any of you can know what the hell they're talking about, you can send it to me at my Instagram at Alex and Nobody, where I make post random videos with my cat. I also do the TikTok of the First Ones to Die podcast as well, uh, where I show little clips of these and little clips of behind the scenes, and basically just me annoying the guys from time to time. <laughs> what about you, Jonathan? Where can we find you? Yes, you can find me at, I feel like my mine is so boring now. You can find me at Jonathan Keys, <laughs> my name. <laughs> Um, Jerome, where can people find you? You can you find at? me at not Jerome Rett on Instagram and also at RoboZoo Media, also on Instagram, just to stay up to date with anything I'm doing outside of this podcast, uh, which ain't much right now. Nice. Just and you can you know, follow getting out of COVID, but <laughs> right. Uh, and you can follow us at the first ones to die on any social media platform of your choosing. Email us the first ones to die at gmail.com. We will see you all next time for an exciting episode of Mortal Kombat. No, I always start going into uh, that other song. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I don't think that's Jerome was doing the Entertainment Tonight theme song last. Anyway, bye everybody. Thanks for bye everybody. Thank you for joining us, Caitlin. Bye-bye. Bye.